not a K-drama. The following episode may contain spoilers. Hello everyone! Hi! Welcome back to a new episode of What a K-drama. I am Kathleen. My name is Ilse. And today we're going, we're coming back with another sad story. A beautiful drama, because this is apparently is all about sad stories. I mean, maybe it's Maybelline, maybe it's depression. I don't know. I think yeah. it's just Netflix being sad. That's it. Yeah, maybe Netflix is going through it. Maybe. We've Let's hope it's that and not us. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there, Netflix. We've got you. Yes. Support. Yes, we're there, Netflix. Hang on. Well, anyways, today we're talking about a 2022 drama that absolutely captivated me. And I was obsessed. And that's an understatement. I was obsessed. I was the cast was insane. The stories were incredible. And yeah, we're talking about our blues. Ooh, and it's not the music genre. Yes, it's not. It's not. No, it's not the music genre. No, it's well, blues, as in feeling blue. Yes, it's feeling sad, and that's the only way we can describe this drama: feeling sad and being okay with that. You know, because it's okay to be sad. That's fair. That's yes. Fair. So let's start off with like a couple of plot situations because it's quite long. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about the plot, about the characters and the individual stories. So yeah. this drama basically is one of these moments where Netflix decides to divide the plot into several mini stories. Mm-hmm. But however, one story, it's like the main one. But I think that for this one in particular, they, they did a really good job giving enough screen time to each one of the characters. Okay, that's so, interesting. I really like that. I really like that. But the main premise of this show is like, there is this bunch of people living in Jeju Island. They're a very close community, like extremely close if you ask me. So they all know each other. They are all like besties from childhood. Well, no, I wouldn't call it besties, but they know each other. <laughs> They're acquaintances, at least, or they call themselves friends between them. Yeah. So we have Lee Dong Sok, uh, played by Lee Byung Han, big name. He is like, huge, huge. So uh, he lives in this small Jeju Island village. Uh, this village in Jeju Island. Oh my god, <laughs> can't even. And he just uh, he just works. He has a li- this little truck, and then he kind of meets his like child, well, his teen crush, uh, which is uh, Min Sona. Shimina, massive name as well. Mm-hmm. So they both meet and then, yeah, they kind of reconnect. She's going through like a tough patch in her life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they go through that and then they kind of reconnect. She is like handling with like her own like mental health issues and they basically helping each other out. But we also have a couple of other characters. Yeah. So we have also Choi Sang uh, Choi Hansu, which is played by Chan Sung Woon. So he's also born and raised in Jeju, but he's a city man. He city lives in the city. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then he meets Jung Eun Hui, uh, which is played by Lee Jung Eun. Big name as well. Like oh. I know that a drama is good if she's in it. That's a hundred percent true. It's like that's fact. It, it just goes like that. And she comes from like a be- very, very much humble sort of like bringing, bring, bring up like family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then she makes herself a businesswoman and she runs a fish shop. We like it. We stand. 
we talking that she is basically one of the richest persons in the island. This is how what we're talking about. Like in the drama, she's like one of the yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember watching that little scene. Yes. Where this dude is like introducing him to people in the market or something and he's like yeah she owns this shop and this shop and this shop and then she also yeah. owns that other building that she's renting out and this dude is basically like, she's just loaded she's just a businesswoman that knows what she wants and she's she is the money yeah she i'm not gonna lie she can be quite nosy at times mm. but she is also she because she has a good heart and she comes from like it, I know that she's not her business but she has like a good intentions behind okay That's very sweet yes then we also have Lee Young Yuk played by Han Ji Min love this woman she's just so good and she is a very mysterious character that moves to Jeju Island she is sort of you know it's her yeah yes so she is like kind of like a mysterious she works she has actually worked in the coffee shop well it's also kind of a bar it's like a many things that shop in particular does a bit of everything actually mm. and she also works as a driver she also does a bit of like fishing and all of that it's just there's a lot of rumors going on around her because no one really knows who she is and rumors in a small town yeah so Man. no one really knows who she is but uh she meets Park Jun Jun, played by Kim Bo Bin. The Oi. return, the return of Kim Bo Bin, and nice. I was like, nice, nice. Yes, I. He's one of my OGs. I'm not gonna lie. Love the man. I love him. Okay. He's very, 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 very good. He's really good. I like everything. I've been the body. I've been sad at everything. <laughs> you know, he's just really good. He's yeah, just really good. Exactly. And then he's basically a fishing boat captain. And he's got like a warm heart. And I like like his lifestyle. He lives like, in a bus. And the bus is like super pretty. So I'm like, dude, you're good. And he pretty much written Jeju. He doesn't want to leave the island. He's like, I'm happy here. I'm going to make my life here. And he falls in love with her. Of course Both he does. Both. Yes. Otherwise, it's kind of funny. Story be? Well, there's like, we have like all of these relationships. Okay. So we go like with the first story and the, one of the first story I'm talking after we're gonna talk about the main stories, okay? So the first story involves Hansu and Unhi. So Hansu basically needs to keep the appearances and he has like a very expensive kind of lifestyle. He works in a bank and all of that. Oh he used to work in a bank and now he decides that his family or his daughter and wife need to live abroad because he started streams to become a professional golfer. And if you may remember a couple of episodes ago, we mentioned about how rich people play golf. Literally. Rich people do be playing golf. That's... Yeah. The thing is that they ain't rich. So they're basically playing a sport they can't really afford. I mean, they're basically manifesting being rich at this point. It doesn't really work whenever he sends her abroad. Imagine golf is a very expensive sport. Now send your daughter to live abroad to play golf. I'm like... Does she Dude. even like playing golf or is this Apparently like... that was like her dream. Okay. And I was okay, fair enough, it does her dream, but still just bring her back to Korea and then stop paying for like rent in the States and then in Korea. It's like it was a full mess. They were just trying to give the appearances a bit too hard for me. Yeah. Well it sounds like a lot. He's the one with foot issues, right? 
He's an officer. Yes, actually, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the I love how you drama. remember this character. That's hilarious. Okay, but in the, I, I watched a drama with him. Okay. And it was like, maybe, I think they filmed it around the same time or something. But okay. But I just finished that one. Yeah. Don't ask me the name. I've literally no idea anymore. Yeah. And I started getting, like, spammed by our blues TikToks. And I was like... Yeah. It was pretty popular. Who also yeah, yeah, yeah. has foot issues. <laughs> like, how many characters in one year can you play that both have foot issues? I don't like... I mean, he's been typecast for yeah. foot, like, foot issues. Are your feet okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to the plot, yeah, one of the first stories is him reconnecting with Uhi. So, they are, like, he's he's her first love okay so she he sort of like needs help so he decides to go back to Jeju trying to not just reconnect but also to save a bit of money because the lifestyle in the city was way too expensive so he was like okay I'll just move to Jeju save a bit of money and see if I can find someone that can lend me money because he already like finished all his resources and no one wants to lend him money I mean he kind of works for a bank he just like I look. I don't know how it works. I think his credit is just really bad, and he just can't afford to get more credits or something like that. So he needs to borrow money from either friends or yeah. sharks. And I don't think he wants to go to the sharks, in fairness. <laughs> so he finds out that Unhui is rich, massively loaded. Yes, and unfortunately, it sort of plays with her emotions and the fact that they he knows that. He is her first love. Like, he knows mm. that. He knows that. And he plays with that fact. That's so manipulative. Like... It is, because she kind of she kinda gets, like, hooked in, because she is a lovely person, also kind of naive when it comes to that sort of thing, because I think in, she mentioned that she never really been in a relationship. So she is kind of naive. She is, like, super excited because he's back in the island, and she's just meeting... Like her first love and all of that, mm. and he tells her that he is divorcing, even though that that's that's a bit of a lie. What so, an a-hole. yes, like so all of that happens, and it just it just gets messier and messier because he starts to feeling guilty, as he know? should. So a uh, he starts he starts feeling guilty. And with that, he also starts having, like, his mental health issues get, like, worse because it's the guilt. Also remembering all the things, all the person he was before all of adulthood, basically, life happened. And before he tried to keep up with appearances and all of that. Mm. However, friends, common friends, find out about his situation and they tell Unhui. But at this stage, he basically told her, let's go on a little holiday. And they went together on a holiday, the two of them. And she thought that, yeah, it's going to be, he's getting divorced. He's the love of my life. Something's going to happen. And it was also, he could actually ask her for money. It's just sad, the full lot. That's just, ugh. Well, I'm glad he she... has foot issues. Well, <laughs> he can have foot issues for the rest of his life. That's just well, horrible. He... Well, he, he really struggles, like... He really struggles with that. He really struggles because he feels really guilty. 
she finds that obviously she has like a massive burst. She is like, why are you doing this? Why are you lying to me? What this? Why that? And at the end, she was like, if you need the money, just ask me for the money. But before that, she also gave a piece of her mind to their common friends because they were like, yeah, but he's asking you for money. And she was like, why well, kind of help in the way, the same way I help all of you? Because she literally helped everyone. That's but then the issue was that uh, he was ma- basically manipulating her into some to believe something that it wasn't even real. So I think that was the big issue here. Nevertheless, they both, uh, she finds out he apologizes and yeah what that happens and that's our wonderful first big story does she still give him money she does give him the money but he returns it immediately he is like i cannot and then his wife and the daughter they were like look we're going back to korea because this makes no sense this makes absolutely no sense we don't have money here we don't have anything here but if we're struggling together as a family and the wife was right yeah so with but, that... Poor girl. A hundred percent. Justice for my girl. <laughs> also give him all the foot issues he needs in his life. He needs <laughs> oh my lesson. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to move on to the next one. And the next one is Young Ox and uh, Chong Jun's uh, relationship. So they're both interesting because he has a very clear picture of the kind of relationship he wants and he doesn't like lies, he doesn't like mystery, he, does, he just wants the truth and all of that but she's not really that type of person, you know what I mean? She keeps a lot of mysterious things. And then yeah, they, their relationship starts off like super well, they really like each other. Is he the fishing boat? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Fishing boat dude. Okay. Yeah, so the relationship starts like super well, they really have an amazing chemistry and all of that, but then... She has too many secrets, and he keeps wondering. He's like, just tell me something. Just tell me the truth. Do you have, like, a person in the mainland that you're hiding? Do you have, like, a secret child? Are you divorced? Are you, were you married? Are you still married? What's up with you? And then she refuses and refuses and refuses and refuses to tell him all of that. So she struggles also because it's not just him. It's the people surrounding them because... The community sense is a bit too much sometimes, and they're basically judging her. And on top of that, she's also kind of she because of that situation. She also quite I want to say selfish, but she's pretty much self centered, and she also wants to like stand out a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's something very natural to her, yeah. so that causes also issues in the community. And yeah. So for this one, we find out that the, her biggest secret was that she had a sister uh, with Down syndrome in the mainland, and she was basically supporting her financially and sending like the money to the this like house, care I suppose. Facility? It's like yeah. A, yeah, kind of a care facility, I suppose, mm-hmm. for people with, uh, with like like care or with other disabilities. And mm. yeah, that was the main secret she had. And then her sister has to go. To Jeju because the facilities were being changed or something was going to be done up, mm-hmm. and we all see how much she struggles. Notice that they both had like a massive trauma from the childhood. The sister remembers things, and she doesn't. She's like kind of like the youngest as well. Not yeah. not the sister. Uh, we're talking about a uh, young Ok. She's the youngest, mm-hmm. and then she always had to like look after her older sister. Just how it worked with them. Yeah. And yeah, the relationship is like 
intense. It's intense because it's her past, it's the fact that she has to deal not just with, with the issues, the personal issues, but also with the gossip of the people. And people is just mean, it's so mean. But what I like about this character in particular is that her sister, she she was, yeah, she was a separate person, but she was also super straightforward and really good. Nice. Yeah, and then one of whenever the ladies, because we have also the Ajumas, I think in every slice of life drama, we, we have the group. Ajumas squad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Young Og was involved with them. And then whenever they all find out about the secret, there is one specific Ajuma, well, she wasn't really in the inner circle, but she was part of it, that mm-hmm. says like an awful comment about her sister. And the other ones, the, like, the Ajumas stopped her. Like They were like, you don't say that. That's Mm. What? Why? Why? Why would you say that? So after they all find out about the big secret, they also create like a lovely relationship with her, and yeah. So there we have our second main story. But this story is like full of struggle secrets. But I really liked how they they all basically had like a, a really important role mm-hmm. because we have the sister, and she has to deal with like this so- social issues that comes with being disabled and being looked uh, down basically because yeah. you're disabled which i found very interesting because it's not really displayed in a lot of traumas you know the k-drama where everything tends to be like super perfect but in this case yeah. we have like someone with a social issue that is actually very real mm. was and- the character with the down syndrome was he played by someone who has she was. She Down was played in real life. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. She was played with someone good, with like Down syndrome, like in real life. That made it even more special, I believe, because mm. it's a, like a real struggle that comes from like pro- probably personal experiences as well. Yeah. So yeah, and if you if you go into the behind the scenes, they like a uh, Jimin was like helping her sometimes whenever she forgot the lines, and it was just so wholesome the full lot. It was just super wholesome, super nice. wholesome, and seeing like a character so wonderfully done you know and so real as well yeah it makes it very authentic as well it is very authentic i think that one of the things about our blues is that every single story was like super authentic and real and that's why everyone goes so like hooked into this story because it was just incredible yeah now let's move on onto one of our main stories and for this we have don suck okay and we have also Sona. I was going to call her Shingmina for a second, but that's not the character. <laughs> and Sona. So Donsuk and Sona, they have a path, a rough path. She suffers from depression. I think heavy depression. She was diagnosed when she was very young. She has heavy childhood trauma because both, like she saw one of her parents uh, passed away, unalive themselves, basically. Goodness. So she has like a severe childhood trauma and she's always dealing with that now she gets married she has a child but she's in a rough patch whenever she doesn't want to take her meds and but she's raising a child the husband finds out that she is not looking after herself or the kid or anything because she's just in a really really bad mental state and he decides to take the custody and divorce her okay so that doesn't help with her issues so what happens this there is like she's trying to basically get herself together again. And then she says like she, she goes back to Jeju trying to find like answers. Yeah. But uh, just her, her the, the memory of she not having her son is like 
really, really tough on her. Mm-hmm. I think you see how, like, act, the acting was incredible because you can see the emotions and how her mental state changes. And what I loved about the character is that she describes in a very personal way how depression feels. Yeah. So I just found it absolutely incredible how she mentioned in this scene how for her everything, all, all the lights are turned off and everything is like black and she feels like soaked. I, I've gotten a couple of clips about yes. those moments in on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the way that they did like a visual representation of what yes. she sees and what she feels. Exactly. So as a viewer, you kind of get immersed in her life world, you know. In, like, in her mental state. And the thing is that also made me think, like, I think I've never actually seen a character being displayed so humanly, you know, because mm-hmm. she she literally goes through it and you see it. And I think she's, whenever she, she's talking with uh, her son and telling her that she's a bit sick and all of that, He's like, Mama, can I not make you happy? And he's like, yeah, you are like, whenever it is dark, you are like my light in the darkness. And it was such a beautiful and touching moment. It was like tears, tears. God. Yeah, so we have Don Suck. He sort of like reconnects with her, tries to help her out with her issues, even though he can be quite mean sometimes. He's like really cold and straightforward sometimes. And she needs, she isn't just not like that, basically. She's just yeah. not like that. She likes like, stuff like slowly and she likes to talk about things and seem very impulsive. But his life and his past made him like that. Yeah. He was basically abandoned by, by, by his mother and he just had to basically raise himself in a tough world. So there is like this specific moment in the drama that had me blown away. So he tells her basically stop being sad you well, don't have like to be sad <laughs> like just push buttons so early. yes it's just don't be sad just a smile be happy and then i think that triggers her because she was going through all of the the issues with divorce the mm-hmm. custody and all of that and then she basically rants well she's she basically says like you can't say that because it just doesn't work like that it's not like and what i can say i'll be happy and i'm happy because it's more than that and then that moment is something that I, I was absolutely shook because that's actually a reality that happens with people who suffer from depression. You just yeah. kind of tell them, be happy. It just doesn't work like that. It's like you're trying to help someone, give them advice. Yeah. But the advice is like, go drink some water when you actually need a therapist time. Yes. Medication, maybe. Correct. And it's like, just don't think about it too much. It's like, it, sure. it doesn't quite work like that, you know? No. So I found that amazing because it's not also something very common in the drama world, not on my side anyways, with no. my rom-coms and all of that. And it was just incredible, incredible, because they both help each other. She starts taking her meds. She starts understanding that she needs to move on. She needs a job. She needs to find herself. But she does all of that. They both never really are in a relationship during the drama. They're both more like friends, reconnecting. Yeah. And then towards the end, they develop feeling for each other. But during basically most of the drama, they're both very much trying to help each other out. She makes him reconnect with his mother that he was dying. Mm. So she was like, she makes him reconnect with her and basically ask for questions. Why did you abandon me? Why did you let all of that happen? So he can heal as well. 
And he helped her to build this house she wants to rebuild so she can bring her son to the house. So it's all very wholesome. It's very straightforward, very honest. I think I like their slow build up more than if they, you know, had met each other, just jumped into it. And then suddenly she was healed because of their, you know, love. Yeah, no, no, just, that, that's absolutely you know. not what happens. It's like, you see you see everything, you see that she's trying to help her. There is one this one moment when uh, he helps, he takes her to Seoul to see the son and they buy a couple of presents because it was uh, her son's birthday and all of that. Mm. And then whenever she is bringing him back to, like, her ex-husband's house, uh, there was this moment where she doesn't really want to leave leave she just wants to stay with the kid yeah but then she enters this episode of really emotional stress because she's living again and her son is not with her and she wants him to be with her as a, like mm-hmm. any mother and then she yeah she has like a bit of a moment when she starts like shaking the kid saying you're not taking it from me he, she pulls the kid and all of that and then the only one that can actually take her away from that it's him she's she like you, he's like do you need to stop doing this it's just bad for you yeah. And then he just, yeah, against her will, of course, he just takes her from that. And then at the end of the day, that that's even worse for the cost of the battle she's having with the husband. So, yeah, so you see all of those moments and how they both really support each other emotionally. Mm-hmm. But they really never end in a relationship until the very end. Whenever they, I think she's healing or she's yeah. healed enough, she's like taking her match. She even has a job at that stage. And he's like reconnecting with like mm-hmm. his mother and sort of like trying to create a relationship or also like forgive her for everything that happened. So I found that relationship just incredible. Incredible. It was yeah. just amazing altogether. It seems like at the end they're both like in a good in a place. place. Yeah. Yes. So yes, it yes, kind yes. of makes sense that when they're both in that better place, they can actually meet and like review their exactly, like, feelings, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. Towards the end, he's like, she calls him, and he's like, "Do you miss me as a friend, or do you miss me as a man?" And then she's <laughs> like, "I miss you as a man." It's like I want to be with you, but she has a job. She's going to therapy. She's getting herself together because she wants to yeah. fight for the custody of her son, which is her main priority and he knows it which i love i love i love because it was superhuman super real yeah so now that we're going through the three main plots let's talk about this story has way too many subplots okay so to start like, like that's yeah a lot. how did you whoa. yeah it was quite a lot i believe it was quite a lot how loved it to be episode uh, an hour and a bit it, it was it was one of the longest dramas. And well, like, not the longest, but one of the longest ones I've watched this year, at least. And like sixteen episodes, or I think it was twenty. That would make more sense because this is like a lot to compress yes. into, like Correct. sixteen episodes. Yeah, so let's talk about the topic this drama uh, brings up. Mm-hmm. So we have disabilities, Down syndrome. We speak about that with like their sister. Mm-hmm. We have also abortion. Uh, brought up into this because we have a teenage pregnancy happening mm. in the drama and that plot it's very interesting i didn't want to go just too much into it because it involves a lot of like toxic parenting and how the parents are trying to force the kids to like not be together and trying to force her to like yeah. get an abortion 
So that's quite a sensitive topic. So I didn't want to bring that one up, but it's there. I think it's one of the one of the highest. A lot of TikToks were talking about like this specific plot point and how they were all trying with this situation, and that's something that you don't see very much either. So that was like super interesting. I don't think I've ever really seen that in any K drama. Me neither. Me neither. So that's why I thought it was like a horror scenario. I've in my side none. I think I don't think I've seen any talk yeah. about that. You know? Unless it's like kind of like a spoken but very over it but not going like in, in depth. Like she yeah, goes to the like appointment. Over it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In mm-hmm. this case like she's about to do it. She's about but she was just too far for that. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so we also we also have like teen teenage pregnancy, as I mentioned, we have also depression. Uh, we also have like trigger warning suicide is a topic that is pretty much touched here not just one character but several characters yeah which is like very intense if i'm honest it's like very intense very raw how they treat it they try to be as real as possible and it's just so intense it's just so so intense yeah and then you also have like toxic parenting because that's also not really spoken about but it's a reality so let's talk about the stuff I liked because there is a yes. So I liked how humanly the topics were treated. It wasn't anything that was like, oh yeah, fantasy, everything solves by itself. No, it was like very good. Also, how they openly shame people that had issues with people with disabilities. Really liked that. Really, really liked that. Yes. Yes. So I also liked how they called out how community culture sometimes is toxic. Mm-hmm. Like that as well because it's not very common. And they in this drama they're basically normalizing therapy and dealing with depression for the illness it is. Lovely. Very Love good. that. Love that. And then they also normalize a calling out people when it needs to be nor- when it needs to be done. So they're basically saying like look, it's okay to call out people if they deserve it. So we are I very non confrontational, so yeah, if you're confrontational in the future, <laughs> if you're confrontational, this room is for you. <laughs> like, get examples, you know. So, but I have one thing that I think could have been improved, and is in his plot because the her story with uh, her first love was in the first two episodes. But then after that, I just see her as part of the community and how she helps mm. the other characters and all of that. And then I would have loved seeing her with a love interest. That's the truth. I would have loved seeing her get a happy ending, find someone that loved her with all of her issues and all of that, and just, you know, be devoted to her. I would have mm-hmm. loved that. Because she also, she's also over the, on the last episodes, because her friendship is not great, and she's also another side of the story where... Oh, right, yes. I her friend talks about that. It's not the best friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she also has that turn. But I would have loved seeing her in a love relationship because she deserves it. So those are, I think that's the only thing. Yeah, that actually, I think... Would have been perfect. Either a love interest or, like, something that just... Yes. You know, that is fully her, not just the money. Exactly. Or she being used by a friend for money or by a friend for, like, emotional support. So imagine if she had, like, a pen friend... A pen, <laughs> a pen pal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I know. And then I know. they came over to like visit her. We're creating a new subplot in the plot of our blows yes. because <laughs> it's got plenty already. 
Well, anyways, Athena pretty much summarizes this drama. I heavily recommend it, especially if you've been into the game drama world for like years and that you want to see new things. This drama has a bit of everything. Yeah, it's it's lovely. It's a, a really warm, candid watch and he talks about real issues. So I really, really, really liked it. It's I kind of want to watch it, but on the other yeah. hand, I also feel like it's a lot. It is a lot, but it's so well treated because they're so human and so I know good but about it's still, it. Like such a heavy storyline. Oh, tell me about it. It took me a month to watch it. So yeah, it literally, it took me a month to watch it because it was a lot. It is was it, a lot. It was is a lot. it something you can binge, or is it something that you spread? Over I don't. A couple no, of weeks? I wouldn't. No, you can't binge it. Impossible. You. Yeah. No. It's it's too much to binge. If I'm honest, it's like because thirty nine. Don't binge that either. Yeah, basically. Just don't binge that. Yes, exactly. So I think with that, we can end this episode of Mm -hmm. Drama. We have a spoiler-free review if you want to go for that, even though there's plenty of spoilers (laughs) in this one. It's in thecameo.com. And then, yeah, we have plenty of actress spotlights for some of these actors because we love them. They're incredible. The cast is just insane. It's just insane. And now you spoke about just a couple of names. We have, like, other massive names in this in How this drama. How much was their budget, man? I, I, I don't know. Millions. I don't know. It was just a lot of money. Well, Damn. anyways, on that note, we're going to leave this episode of Varaki Drama. Remember to follow us in all the socials at thekmail.com and we'll see you next time with a new episode of Varaki Drama. See ya! Bye-bye!